Welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast, episode number 13, level one, day one, walkthrough. My name is Jeff, and I'll be your host. Let's get started. We are looking at the level one, day one, lesson plan sheet that is available for free download at the swimminglessonsideas.com website. If you sign up for our mailing list, you get access to this free lesson plan. This is the first sheet of a level one class, and included in that download is a first page of Parent Tot. It's a two-sided page. We're just offering the first one for free, and the level two lesson plan sheet. And we offer these so you can get an idea of what these lesson plans that we offer for sale on our website are all about. And these are really designed because we needed in our own program uh, lesson plans for our instructors to use so they could easily reference them in the water. We have a lot of new uh, staff uh, every year and we try to make it as easy as possible to get them teaching and integrated into our program as quickly as possible. Now we also have a training program that they go through but having this reference sheet on it with detailed instructions really makes it easier to get them going right away. And if they forget, or if there's a specific uh, script that they don't remember, they can reference this sheet pretty easily. So we print them out, we laminate them, and we distribute them before each class. Uh, they're broken up into days because they get progressively more difficult, uh, and you can use that in your program. Uh, the idea being eventually the instructors are going to have enough of a... Uh, like a mastery or a competency of the skills and games that they're not going to need the reference sheets uh, after a few after a while but they're always good to reintegrate every now and then just to get them back on task and remembering what we're doing so we're looking at today level one day one uh, I'm just going to walk you through the eight skills that you can find again you can get a copy of this from our website swimminglessonsideas.com and you can download the free three lesson plans and this is one of those that is included on it. So level one, day one. And before we begin, I just want to go over what level one is, what we constitute as level one in our program. And it's simply three skills. So if they cannot do these three skills, then they're in level one. If they can, then generally they're in level two. And we don't necessarily separate exactly based on group or on likability so there may be a kid in a class that meets some of the criteria and one that doesn't but I can go into that at a later date if you're interested in how we break up our groups during our program that's something that I would be happy to go into more detail about if you are interested in that send me an email jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com or follow me on twitter at swimmingideas and send me a message. Uh, so if you're interested in what we do, how we break up our groups during lessons, please give me uh, an email or send me a, a tweet. <laughs> so, okay, what is level one? For us, level one is three things. Do they go underwater on their own? That's the big one. Do they go underwater on their own? Number two, are they comfortable being supported on their stomach with their face in the water? So a supported front glide with their face in the water on their own. Number three, are they comfortable doing a supported back glide with their ears in the water? 
And really, it just comes down to, do they put their face in the water willingly, or don't they? And if they do, generally, they're ready to move on. If they don't, then that's what we got to focus on. So just putting your face in the water is the first stumbling block that we find in swim lessons. And we want to make sure that uh, our level one class is geared towards focusing on putting the face in the water, but also making a foundation for a horizontal body position. So supported front glides and supported back glides. Those are the only three things that we're testing on and all the other activities uh, like Red Cross has walk in chest deep water, we're gonna do as a part of the class so we don't have them as our testable skills. Uh, we don't wanna be wasting time and paper by checking off uh, superfluous or ridiculous skills that they can obviously do. So that's uh, one of my big disagreements with American Red Cross and some of the other programs that you'll find in swimming is that the, those are good skills to do but they're not really what you should be testing them on. So include them in your materials and in your instruction, but don't put them on your testable sheets. So, uh, and, and again, that's another side conversation that we can have if there's any interest in that. If there is, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com or at swimmingideas. All right, so let's get started with a swim uh, lesson plan, level one, day one. Number one, sit on the side with the feet in the water and have each child sit on the wall in a line and the instructor should be in the water. So have everybody sit on the wall, their feet should be in the water, the instructor should be facing the class, and you can, and that's the first activity, just get them ready to get in. So they're not actually in the pool at this point, but they're sitting on the edge with their feet in the water. And this is a good time that you can go over safety skills, you can introduce each other's names, you know, what's your name, what's your name, what's your name, here's my name, my name is Jeff. Um, and you can get kind of get to know the children before putting them in the water, especially if you're unsure of their ability to go underwater on their own. And it depends on your location. So sit on the side, put your feet in the water. And then we're going to play a game right away. And we're going to do this because we want to set the tone for fun and safety in this area. So while we're sitting on the side, we're gonna, number two is we're going to play red light, green light. And while they're sitting on the side, when you say green light, that means kick your feet as fast as you can. And then you might want to demonstrate by holding someone's feet and moving them as quickly as you can. Uh, or doing it on your own. So lay backwards and demonstrate. For yellow light, we're going to do baby tiny kicks. And for red light, we're going to do no kicks and stop. And, you can, and then even on here, we added purple light and say make a silly face. And you can say uh, orange light and make a like a scary face. So you can do, you can change it up a little bit if you want. Um, and then we're gonna just go through playing red light, green light. So say red light and then have them not do anything and then yellow light, baby kicks, and then green light, and fast, super fast kicks. And you can remind them every time you say the, the color light uh, and eventually they're going to get it on their own. Uh, so you can play that game for a few minutes, and really that's just getting them excited, being comfortable kicking the water. And then we're going to get in the water, uh, bring them in the water. So number three is face in the water, that's the activity. And the implication here is that you're going to get your children in the water, or your class in the water and in your location, whether that's on a bench or in a zero-depth pool in the shallow end, uh, or wherever it is you are in your pool for your level one class. Uh, beginners class here. Uh, get them in that location and then the first thing we're going to do is say okay let's go underwater three times. 
and you were going to find that point at which they will go underwater. So we're looking for a portion of their head that they're going to put underwater on their own. And we're going to start with, okay, go underwater and demonstrate. Put your full head underwater. And we do that because we want to set a clear expectation of what our goal is. Our goal is we want them to go completely underwater. And if they won't, then we're going to find that point, that alternative action point for them that they can do on their own. So we'll say, okay, go underwater. If they can't go underwater, or if they won't go underwater, then we say, okay, well, how about your eyes? And we're just going to slowly go from body part to body part down the head, starting at the whole head, then down to the eyes. Oh, they don't do that. Okay, how about your nose? Maybe they'll just do the tip. No, the whole thing, including your mouth. Nope, okay, how about your lips? How about your chin? And then if absolutely nothing, then how about your shoulder? So you want to run through that uh, list of facial features to see if they're going to go underwater. And then once they do, once they settle on a body part that will go underwater, they need to do that three times. And maybe you can say, well, okay, well, maybe next time we'll do next step up. So if they will only put their chin in, the next step up would be the lips. So then say, okay, next time maybe you kiss the water or blow some bubbles. And we uh, focus on the head body parts, not like the stomach or the chest, because most people don't have a problem putting their chest in the water or their shoulders in the water. Typically it's a non-issue. We only run into problems really when it comes to the head. So that's why we're focusing on that portion of the body when we're putting it in the water. And that's a really important point because, yeah, you can put your shoulders in the water, but it's not really, most people do that anyways. So we're kind of glossing over it. Okay, so number four, we're moving on to blowing bubbles. And this is using a ping pong ball or a floating toy to each child, little rubber duckies uh, or eggs or anything that you have that floats. Give each swimmer a, a toy. And then they're gonna sit, and then you're gonna put like a goal point someplace. You can do a noodle or a barbell, or you can just cup your hands and say, "Okay, you need to blow bubbles and push your toy into the water, but don't use your hands and don't use your feet. You have to blow bubbles." So what we're doing here is we're just getting them used to breathing and controlling their breath because that's part of going underwater is having mastery under your breath control. And we're not explicitly stating hold your breath we're saying blow out and we're trying to get them conscious of their breathing without actually talking about their breathing um, and it's a fun game to play and our goal here is to get their face in the water as much as possible and you'll see with each activity our goal is to get their face in the water so blowing bubbles um, it transitions really nicely from going underwater and most times they're not going to go completely underwater. So blowing bubbles is a good activity that, that allows those kids that don't put their eyes in or their nose in to also participate. Number five, make a cake. This is bake a cake. This is my favorite game in the world. It's one of my absolute favorite things to play after Buckethead. Uh, bake a cake is an excellent game because it has multiple opportunities to encourage them to go underwater by not explicitly stating go underwater. And I'll go into a little bit more detail on that right now. And it's really exciting, and it's one of my absolute favorite things to play. Uh, so we have a hula hoop, and the hula hoop is our cake. 
and we're all going to hold the hula hoop at the surface and everyone's going to hold on to it and each person gets a chance to put ingredients into the cake and they splash the ingredients into the cake. So here's your first opportunity to get water on their face or in, the, in their face in the water. You can accidentally splash them in the face. Now, I don't recommend doing this all the time, um, but occasionally and just smiling and moving on and not dwelling on it really gives them a chance to be splashed in the face and they're distracted by the game so they don't cry about it, uh, which is fantastic. And I'm not saying, you know, full-on malicious splash in the face, but as you are pouring, splashing water into the cake, if a few drops hit somebody in the face, that's fine. So that's your first opportunity to get water on them. Uh, so splashing water into the cake. And it also teaches cupping and scooping and pushing the water. Um, so then everyone gets a chance to put ingredients in. Then we move on to, okay, we gotta stir the ingredients, so put your arm in the cake inside the hula hoop and move it around again focusing on pushing the water and our goal here is that they're going to feel how their hand cupped in a, in a flat fashion moves the water around and how that might move their body on the bench and they're going to instinctually know instinctively know that when they push the water there's going to be an opposite reaction and that's the first step is just getting an awareness of that for learning that Oh, by moving my arms in circle motions, I'm pulling my water through my body through the water. And we're not explicitly saying that, but we're kind of teaching that through our act actions and play. So stir the ingredients, and then uh, we're gonna put the cake in the oven, and that's underneath the bench or under uh, deep underwater. Hold it down with like a barbell, or I'm sorry, with a brick or something. You know, hold it underwater, put it underneath the bench, and here's your second opportunity to get their face in the water. Now you're, you're holding on to the, the cake together, the hula hoop, and you're going to say, okay, I need you to help me put it in the oven and pull the cake underwater slowly and say, I really need your help. Help put your lips in the water when you put it underwater. And some of them will because they're caught up in the game and some of them will be hesitant. You can say, okay, well, put your nose in the water too or come underwater with me and help me put it in the oven and put it all the way underwater. So that's your second opportunity. And, and you want to encourage everyone to participate, but also allow those that won't to do what they are comfortable with. So put their chin in the water, put their lips in the water, put their nose in the water, you know, any of those steps that they're comfortable doing. So we put it in the, in the cake in the oven, and then we're gonna go do an activity. Front glides, back glides. We're gonna go do something while the cake is baking, or we can go do jumps. And then, again, another opportunity for a face in the water. When we come back after the activity, we're going to say, okay, now who wants to check and see if the cake is ready? And the key here is you need to put your eyes in the water. So you want to find that person that's willing to put their eyes in the water. And if it's, no one will do it on their own, offer who wants to do it with me. And that might entice someone or a few people or create a domino effect where one person does it and the other people want to do it because they see what it's like. And you just want to do a quick scoop, quick scooping dunk. And uh, then once you've checked on the cake to make sure it's ready, and you're asking, oh, is the cake ready? And they're always going to say yes. Then you need, okay, I need some help bringing the cake out of the oven. And you're going to go underwater, lift the pool hoop up, and then have them come underwater and grab it and help lift it up to the top of the surface. And you want to hold, give it some resistance so it's a little difficult because it's heavy because it's cake. 
and that's your next opportunity to get them to go underwater. So hold the hula hoop underwater enough so that they need to go underwater a little bit with their mouth or their lips or their nose to get to it. So they need to kind of go underwater with a full stretch in order to grab onto that hula hoop and help bring it up. And some may participate and some may not, and, that, and that's our point. We're giving multiple opportunities for them to self-choose to go underwater at their comfort level. And we're kind of pushing them to do it as much as possible. And then finally, we're going to blow the cake uh, with bubbles to cool it off. And then we're going to eat it by splashing water into our face. And we can do that either by grabbing the water with our hand and splashing it into our face, or we can do it by face planting into the cake and kind of like, you know, eating it with just your mouth, like putting your face in the water and blah, 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 blah. So that's your, your, your next opportunity for going underwater. And as you can see from this game, there are... I don't know, is it six or seven different opportunities for them to go underwater? The game is basically all about getting your face wet and putting your face in the water through the guise of making a cake and eating it. This is exactly why it's my favorite game. It, it's just wonderful. So that's number five. Let's move on to number six, uh, back floats. Uh, this is just standard supported back floats. So we just want to do these quickly, get them moving, do a lot of them, uh, have everyone go at least three times each. And we just want to move as fast as possible, minimizing the amount of time that they're just standing on the bench or standing around waiting. And unfortunately, for level one, we can't really do this uh, unless we have a zero depth pool with everybody involved at the same time. So we're going to go one at a time using the rotation method. And that's explained in detail uh, with pictures in the lesson plan package that you can get for $6.99 on the website, swimminglessonsideas.com. It's swimminglessonsideas.com slash swimlessonplans. So if you're interested in that, check it out there. Uh, so back floats, we want to sit, follow the script, stand up straight, turn around, put your shoulders in the water, tilt your head back, and push off to me. Uh, and we do that because uh, that minimizes the up and down motion. There's no jumping up and then the immediate falling down. It's a very gentle horizontal motion. And we're going to support them by holding the back of their head and the back of their back, their lower back. So we'll do back floats quickly, moving on uh, fast with each person. And really, we're just focusing on body position and being comfortable being held. Number seven, front float basics. Same idea, quick, fast repetition. Our goal is a flat body position uh, and face in the water. And we're going to have them hold on to our shoulders first for the beginners. So their arms will be straight with their hands holding our shoulders. Our shoulders, as the instructors, will be in the water. And then we're going to support their body with our hands as we walk backwards. And we're going to say, put your arms on my shoulders, push off to me, and put your face in the water repeatedly. We want to say, you know, get your face in the water, get your face in the water, get your face in the water, as much as we can. And then we're going to do our arm circles. Arm circles are number eight. So we are going to just practice this on the deck or in the water where their body can be mostly out of the water. We want their shoulders to be clear of the surface of the water. This way they can get a full arm motion. And obviously there's a difference between the air and the water. And we want to really encourage the arm position, especially when it's coming above the head, instead of an actual scoop. So for beginners, we're not as concerned as much with the actual 
hand position and what the hand is doing in the water, or even if the fingers are together, that's not important. What is important is the general macro or large arm motion that the arm travels through. So we're more interested in the macro, the, the bigger portions or the bigger body motions than we are the fine finger hand specific hand motions through the water. And that's because it's easier to focus on the smaller things later on when they have an idea of arm circles making you move. If you don't realize that you need to get your hands all the way into position alone with each arm stroke, then whether you're cupping your hand or not isn't really the point. It doesn't do anything for you. So we want to make sure that our arms are moving. Uh, and as I say in the lesson plan here, focus on the general motion and not the precise movements. So straight windmilling arms are okay with the completely straight arms where the shoulders are just rotating. Uh, you can play a game with get the ice cream flavor from each child and then you're going to scoop ice cream into the water by pushing it behind you into a bucket and then you can eat the sundae by smashing your face with it. Uh, and then we can do catch-up drill, uh, practicing with a barbell or a kickboard or a noodle, and then we can hold their body as they move their arms. And we can also do this with the front floats. So uh, we can do assisted front floats with them by holding on, having them hold onto our shoulders and we'll support their body. And then you can take one arm at a time and do big arm circles. And the key here is that you are getting their hands to reach all the way forward onto your shoulders because their arms should be straight. And then pushing the water behind them and coming completely over the water and around it um, by either they're doing it on their own or you're doing it for them. And what's great about this is that you're not going to be, um, don't let them like, recover or reach forward underwater. Make sure that as they go forward it's a big circle and you want to encourage like a straight arm so they're, they might need to rotate their hips a little bit and in order to do this over the water and that's ideal because later on rotation is a big part of freestyle so uh, let them do that as they practice their arm circles. Don't focus so much on a perfect bent elbow recovery. It's not important. Uh, so there's a bunch of different ways that you can use these arm circles and integrate this into your program. Uh, the key here is you want to use progressions, and we've gone over that in the past, uh, and, and kind of build up to it. So we've done our back floats, we've done our front floats, we've practiced some arm circles. Let's do some jumps. So number nine, uh, jumping from the wall. And we're going to start with the child sitting on the edge, and we're just going to go one at a time. And we want to hold their hand and ask them, do you want to go underwater? And that's an important question here because if they want to go underwater, then you let them fall underwater with their jump. But majority of level one kids do not go underwater. That's why they're in level one. So we're gonna hold they're gonna hold our hands. We put our fingers pointing towards each other, our, our own hands, our thumbs are up, uh, and they grab onto our fingers with their hand. And we ask, okay, do you want to go underwater? No, okay. We're not going to go underwater. We're going to go in on the count of three. One, two, three, and pull them forward and let their feet go in the water and let the water go all the way up to their shoulders, but do not let their head go underwater. And this is important because you don't want to erode that trust that you just earned by asking them whether or not they wanted to go underwater. Now, obviously, our goal is to get them to go underwater, but it's not a requirement that they do. 
So what we can have is uh, our actions will keep them from going underwater and that'll earn trust with them so later on when we do tell them hey you got to go underwater today they'll know that it's only going to happen once so they'll be more receptive to doing it with you instead of giving you a fight and a scream and and crying and freaking out about it because they know you're going to be true to your word and you're only going to do it one time so it may be a little bit easier uh, for them to kind of get over that hump uh, and then if you're out of time repeat back float, front floats, and arm circles, and then maybe add some jumps in there. Uh, you can also play a different game if you want, but this pretty much should take you through a 30-minute lesson, um, and you should be pretty well set at this point with your level one class. If you have any questions or if there's anything that you want to talk about or hear me talk about, please send me an email, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com, or uh, connect with me on Twitter, at swimmingideas. Uh, we have these lesson plans for sale. It's $6.99. You get the 14 days of lesson plans, parent taught, level one, level two. And you get the 11 skill sheets. Uh, these are the detailed skill sheets. They have pictures of every skill, streamline, position 11, uh, supported front float, supported back floats, breaststroke, kick, arms, swim, short distance skill work, um, working on doing freestyle, backstroke, butterfly, uh, getting everything, freestyle arm catch, the kick, getting it all for you uh, so you can have a better program and use visuals and uh, it'll be a supplement to these lesson plans. Thank you for your time and if there's any topics that you want to hear covered, send me an email, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com or connect with me on Twitter at swimmingideas. Talk to you soon.